from ABC7, this is Game Time with Coach McVay. The Los Angeles Rams prepare to play the Packers in Green Bay after that tough loss to the Cowboys in Dallas. Hi everyone, this is Kurt Sandoval with ABC7 Los Angeles. We're going one-on-one with Rams head coach Sean McVay, talking about that thumb injury to quarterback Matthew Stafford, playing the Packers at Lambeau Field again, and the arrival of McVay's baby boy, his first son, Jordan John. You'll also want to check out the video version of my interviews with the Rams coaches Saturday nights at 11.45 Pacific on ABC7 Los Angeles and on our streaming channel. Welcome to Game Time with Coach McVay. Boy, a tough week in Dallas, I know. Even tougher is Matthew Stafford's thumb. Positive, it's not broken. Um, couldn't grip a football, couldn't practice, still... Can you give us any update? Or are you still waiting? Yeah, we're still just kind of taking it a day at a time. You know, you got to have a contingency plan if he's yep. able to go. If he's not able to go, a lot of confidence in Brett Rippon. And so that's kind of where we're at with that on Friday. Yeah, and obviously we all know Matthew Stafford is one of one, as yeah. you've often said. He's first ballot Hall of Famer. He does things mentally, physically, emotionally that other players can't do. Brett Rippon is certainly a capable quarterback. How much does that change your playbook if Brett's the guy this weekend? It, it doesn't change it too much. You know, it, you feel like you can kind of operate pretty seamlessly in regards to his command, his control. Now, you're not naive to the fact that Matthew's so special and unique in regards to a lot of the things that you just talked about, but you know, hey, we've got some good players around them. Let's do a good job of figuring out, you know, how can we play good, efficient football, snap in and snap out, be mindful of the different situations that arise and uh, feel really good if that's the situation that we go with uh, if Brett's leading the way. A couple of plays we want to show you. One is Matthew's touchdown to Ben Skoranek. Yeah. What would you like about this? Well, I like the protection first. I like Ben doing a great job, you know, with Jordan Lewis connected on his outside, just being able to lean and press away. Anytime you give Matthew this type of time, you know, he's going to deliver strikes. I think there's a great catch transition by Ben. First receiving touchdown of his career. He had a rushing touchdown okay. against the Panthers last year, but uh, that's a big-time throw and catch. Able to get the two-point conversion right after that. Cut it to a two-score game, and unfortunately, this represented uh, Matthew's last series for the game, but thought he was doing an excellent job. You know, leading us on, the, you know, the last two drives were touchdown drives that he played, and uh, this is a really tough defense, but really good job by offensive line, good job by the nudges on the protection, both by Daryl and by Higby on the edges, um, and then Benny being able to do a really nice job separating at the top of that route. Yeah, especially with Havenstein out last week. You said his, his last, that's his last touchdown pass. We've also got the other play, the, the two-point conversion, yeah. that made it a two-possession game. Um, you know, the- this is a good job by these guys. Unfortunately, you know, Micah Par- Parsons coming right off the edge, but 2-2, I thought really just good awareness by him, be able to just get that exchange from Puka, quickly get the ball up and down, ends up throwing it. Good job by Matthew being able to extend. Man, I wish we didn't have to have that thumb exposed <laughs> to the turf. But, uh, you know, this is uh, one of those deals where you want to try to be able to, you know, keep an excellent defense off balance. Great execution by those guys. And, uh Man, you know, this one causes a lot of different conflicts for you just because you know this is where he hurt his thumb. You're like, you know, that damn... Well, we could and, add some other op- some other plays, maybe something that didn't leave him susceptible to this. 
This has caused some sleepless nights, Kurt. <laughs> well, <sighs> Tutu hasn't thrown a pass probably in a game since high school. I know. And then he's got Micah Parsons coming down on him. He did a great job. He, he told Matthew after this, hey, I, you can leave the quarterback stuff to you, man. I'll just play receiver. <laughs> so these were two good plays for us. Um, really unfortunate. But like you mentioned earlier, it is great news that it's not worse than what we had originally yeah. thought as it relates to Matthew's thumb. And so we'll see what it looks like for this week. And uh, if he's not able to go, then we know we've got the bye. And hopefully then after that, he'll be ready to go. You know, we spoke last week with Ron Gould. What a great man that, yeah, that is. guy is. Great hire by you on that one. Love that guy. And he talked a lot about, and you had mentioned, he had said, who's, who's 27? Who's 27? What are you seeing now from, from Daryl and the whole running back situation? I think consistency. You know, Daryl has always done a good job understanding exactly what his role is within each play, whether we're running it, whether we're, he's involved in protection. Um, you know, you saw him make some plays as a receiver coming out of the backfield, particularly in the screen game. I think he and Royce have really done a nice job each yeah. of the last couple weeks. And so that's been a big deal. Huge credit to Ron for his leadership, the clarity that he provides. I think they've played tough. I think they've really done a good job of running behind their pads. And that's going to continue to need to be a theme for us, uh, you know, to play good offensive football with those two guys playing well for us. We had asked him and he said, I'm going to defer to coach on this, but when you get guys back from injury, there's an old cliche, you don't lose your job to injury, but maybe if a guy's playing well, you do. How will you handle that? I think you always want to do what's best. Um, you know, in certain circumstances and situations arise on a weekly basis, as you know. Um, so right now, and, and it's the cliche, but you know, we don't have to answer that question right now. But right. what I do know is when Kyron Williams is ready to return, we're a better football team when we have him. Now, does that mean that we've earned some you know, really good feelings about the depth in that running back room as it relates to Royce and Daryl um, to be able to play alongside Kyron? No question about it. Yeah. How exactly that unfolds, you know, we'll see. Um, but we're excited to be able to get Kyron back you know, when he does come back from uh, you know, IR. You're so good at breaking down film. We we're added one more play. Jordan Fuller's interception. Yeah, late. You know, this was a this was a really good job. You know, to be able to get you know this tip right here. Um, excellent by Christian Roseboom flashing. What I like the most about this is, you know, this was a, not in a good time in a game relative to the momentum. They get the ball deep in the red area, and you can see they're trying to run a little crossing route. It's a great job by Christian Roseboom being able to flash, get his hands on, and, you know, tip balls offer opportunities for turnovers to occur. Jordan Fuller is ready on the spot. I thought it was a good four-man rush where you're just condensing the pocket in front of, uh, in front of Dak right there, and um, you know, football is the greatest team sport that there is, and it seems like every single play is a great reflection of that, but uh, awesome job by those guys. Yeah, Jordan said after the game, he's like, I saw the end zone, and, and he got his feet a little... Uh that's hard not to think yeah. that in that situation. Uh, you know right? what? We, we gave him a tough time about it, but uh, this was a good job. I've, I've really been pleased with Jordan and his leadership, his command, his communication, his toughness, the way that he's played. Uh, expect to have a good game uh, against a tough opponent this week. Boy, I thought the way that game started, it was one of the more unique games. That, it was. God, I mean, your defense had three sacks on the, uh, on the opening possession, and tough call they called it on the third and long yeah but Aaron Donald it seems like and we've been saying this for since you've been here sure. and here we are saying it again 
What are you seeing, though, now as we approach the midpoint from Aaron and how that's affecting this positive? Well, I think a lot of the same stuff. You know, the consistency is the truest measurement of performance. He's been so consistent over the years. Now he's continued to, you know, evolve his game because this league is too difficult. But the production, the consistent work ethic that he displays, uh, the growth mindset that he has, that shows up. That positively affects and influences his teammates, his coaches. And, um, you know, that first drive, it, it was a really unique game and the way that it unfolded yeah. and then you get some momentum and you, know, you credit the Cowboys they created that momentum and before you know it things kind of just snowballed quickly um, what I did like is hey you got to keep playing and when it didn't go down the way that we wanted you get plays like what you showed from Jordan Fuller you get responses from the offense to put together two touchdown drives to cut it to a two possession game uh, within 11 and a half minutes left in the third quarter and unfortunately you know you lose Matthew a couple things didn't go down the way we wanted and um, but guys continue to compete and you know if sports doesn't show you one thing it's hey it's about how you do in that three and a half hour window of time the previous week has nothing to do with how you move forward unless you allow it to right um, and I don't believe that our guys are going to allow that bad taste in our mouth to do anything except for positively inject a work ethic and enthusiasm and really an endurance in terms of how we move forward and how we attack another great opportunity against the Packers this Sunday we'll be right back now more on game time with coach McVeigh I was talking to Michael Hoyt and as a journalist He's one of my all-time favorite stories, yeah. quite frankly. Just sure. coming out of Brown, how smart he is, the fact he made this team. And now he's producing. Is he? I mean, statistically, Raheem always says stats are for losers. Yeah. But what are you seeing on tape? He seems uh, thinner since you guys made the position A little change. leaner for you? A little leaner? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's done a great job. And and really, I think the comfort level, you alluded to it last year. You move him from playing on the inside parts of the D-line. He had been really a core special teams player for us, which shows his athleticism while he's still playing inside. Then you move him outside and does a great job. Has a lot of production towards the latter part of the season. Gets an off-season to really fine-tune his craft. Joe Coniglio comes in and has really continued to help elevate his big-picture understanding. And he's a very versatile player for us he has been a very productive player I, I, I agree with Reem in terms of the stats but the production snap in and snap out sometimes is reflected in the stats and sometimes it's not but hey how are you doing your job within the call how are you maximizing on your play ops and you know he does it the first play of the game with a great rush it gets yeah. a double swipe on their left tackle ends up sacking Dak Prescott and I've been really pleased with him, and it's a cool story, uh, but it's also awesome to see just the work working and, and that paying off and want to continue to see him elevate his play as the season goes on. He talked about as a football player playing at Lambeau is still very special for him. Do you feel that? Do you feel, You're such a historian of the game. Do you have any, or is it just, no? hey, this is a business trip? Well, I think you can appreciate the history of the game. Um, you know, we, we try to be consistent in regards to how you approach every single game, but the history, the pageantry of what Lambeau entails, it's something that's pretty special and unique. Um, but you want guys to stay steady. I think he's saying that in a good way, where, right. man, what a blessing this is to get the opportunity to go play in Lambeau. Uh, I think sometimes we got to be reminded that, you know, when you're a little kid, you're dreaming about opportunities like this. And let's make sure that we look at it as an opportunity to enjoy cutting it loose, to enjoy 
enjoy the challenge that's in front of us as opposed to uh, making it bigger than what it is and not allowing it to, to have us play to the best of our ability with a free mind. Uh, I don't think any of your defensive guys are uh, losing any sleep that they're not preparing for Aaron Rodgers again. Yeah. That being said, Jordan Love has a uh, Raheem was telling us yesterday has a lot of the same tendencies, and he says you can tell that Rodgers taught him a lot when I other side of the ball what are you seeing that loves doing yeah i mean you notice you know, i think that's consistent with any time that you're playing around one of these greats they pick up their body mannerisms um their communication pre-snap whether it's the cadence some of the things he does with his footwork even just the way that he throws the football um he's got some of that natural athleticism and upper body twitch that you say okay you can tell he's been watching one of the best to ever do it and he's trying to mimic and emulate those things and he's got a lot of ability um, matt does an excellent job of putting him in the right positions and um, you know he can make a lot of different plays and they've got dangerous playmakers around him um, that you got to be ready to go and you want to try to be able to limit you know their explosiveness and their ability to efficiently sustain drives. Matt LaFleur the Packers head coach clearly one of your best friends in yeah. life accurate? Absolutely. And um, and now his younger brother Mike is your offensive coordinator. Yeah. Have you ever called him Matt? I mean, do you do you Oh yeah, uh, sometimes you do, you know, but <laughs> I mean, you know, they're very different, but there's also some things that man, you can tell they're brothers and um but their personalities, you know, they're two of my closest friends, but uh, they're brothers, but they also have some unique characteristics and traits that make them, um, you know, their own identity, whether it be with Mike or with Matt. But you're talking about two great football coaches, two great people, more importantly than yeah. anything else. And, um, you know, I'm glad Mike's on the, on the good guy's side right now. And we'll see if we can go get one against Matt this weekend. When, when you say the similarities and differences, that's kind of where I was heading to it. Yeah. And Cooper Cup says, oh, yeah. Uh, he's like, you'd think they're brothers because they both use the word can we? Yeah, yeah. And I thought that's a great coaching aspect instead of saying, hey, do this. Can we? It puts the own. Yeah, there's a there's a timing and a tone sometimes that uh, can really, uh, you know, make the players feel really happy about that. <laughs> but, uh, you know, one of the things about Matt is is he is unrelenting in his standards and the discipline in regards to the fundamentals, the techniques, the way that you want things to be able to unfold. Mike is very similar. I'm sure that's what Cooper was talking about. Yeah. Um, you know, but they're also very different in regards to, you know, just their natural temperaments, different things like that. But, but again, I think the consistent thing, great person, great coach, great communicators, anybody that's been around either of those guys, you're not going to hear anything but great things about them. And, uh, you know, if the players are saying they're, they're pretty hard on me, that means they believe in them. And I think that's yeah. a good thing. Um, since you've worked with both, here's a kind of a unique question from the standpoint I think a lot of viewers wonder how do you get to the NFL? Yeah. And if, if there's a thousand coaches, there's probably a thousand different stories. But seeing that they're brothers, Sean, and you know both of them very well, and they grew up in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Yeah. What is it about that family that you know that I don't that you go, yeah, they had the, the pedigree to get here? Well, I think you first got to meet their parents. Um, and, you know, you see they're just such great, special people. Um, they've done an excellent job of raising quality young men. You know, they come from a football pedigree. Their dad, Danny, was a coach um, for a long time, college coach. And they just both grew up wanting to be college coaches. But anybody that gets to these opportunities, you know, there's got to be a little bit of being fortunate to meet some of the right people and get exposure to some of the decision makers. But it's maximizing those opportunities, preparing for the moment. Um, both of those guys did that when they got a chance to get into the NFL. Matt, you know, doing that with the Texans, his relationship with Robert Sala, 
getting to meet Gary Kubiak, making a good impression on Kyle. And then, you know, and then he's earned it every step of the way. And then because of what Matt was able to do, Mike gets an opportunity to be able to uh, get some exposure to some special people and just does an excellent job of being able to run with his opportunities. And it's not by coincidence that both of those guys have continued to uh, maximize where they are, where their feet are planted, but also grow and thrive in those areas that they've been able to grow in. Love that. I could listen to that five times. That's good stuff. That's cool. Um, Last couple of things. So you guys go into Green Bay at three and five. You've always say, grow where your feet are planted. You're not looking ahead. You go after this to the bye week. Four and five sounds a whole lot better than three and six. And I know you don't coach that way, but does it add significance in any way to this game? Well, I think you just said it. I think you've got to allow yourself to be able to have a clear mind in regards to, you know, what's going to be the best way for us to attack this opportunity? Not even thinking about that result as much as good quality football that helps us obtain that result. Um, And that's how I want guys to play. Easier said than done, of course. But how do we commit to our process? How do we commit to those little things that allow guys to have a quieted mind, to trust themselves, to trust their teammates, for us as coaches to try to make good decisions uh, with our preparation? But then in the moment, uh, if we need to adjust or adapt based on what they're doing uh, and how the flow of the game unfolds. And so all of those things play into it, but I don't believe that I've ever seen any team. I don't believe that I've ever coached the right way. When you start worrying about, well, what if we don't get the outcome that we want? Yep. And then what if we do? I just think that leads to riding the emotional roller coaster. We want to be steady. We want to be still. And, uh, you know, you're certainly not naive to the fact that this is a great opportunity, but I want to see us go play good football. I want to see us compete to the best of our ability um, and go cut it loose. And then what that looks like after 60 minutes, I think we can all be content if we're able to do that. Um, and then we'll look up at that scoreboard and, you know, we'll, we, we'll make the buy a little bit more enjoyable. Yeah. There's no doubt about yeah. it. If we're able to get that result, we're hunting up. Yeah, that's good life wisdom. All right. Uh, journalism 101, don't bury the lead. It's a coach's show. It's a football show. But how has your life changed in the past two weeks uh, with the arrival of J.J.? Well, you know, everybody, a lot of sleeping, a lot of uh, changing of the diapers. But, uh, you know, he's funny. He's got a lot of different, you know, facial expressions. He's moving around. Um, But it just is, it's been just such a blessing. And, you know, you're, you're really excited to be able to go home. I've always been excited to go home, but to see an additional face, to get used to that uh, that comfort of truly our family with yeah. with Jordan and with my wife Veronica and then our dog Callie, but that's it's been really special. Um, and then you know you talk to people and you're really excited about you know every single day. But the steps as they continue to mature and you start to see their personality, uh-huh. uh, you know, show itself over the next few months and years. And uh, you want to just cherish you know each step of the way. Okay, so uh, you've offered me so much life wisdom just by doing this show. Grow where you're. Feet or Planet is one of my all-time favorites. I love it. So I'm a dad of a 21 and 18-year-old. And the biggest thing I remember is you think you go into this thing, oh, man, my responsibilities change. And it has. Yeah. But that little guy's going to, you think, I got to teach him everything. He'll teach you. Yeah. No, I, I and I believe that. And uh, I think the biggest thing that's changed is, man, what a purpose you really have. Right. You know, and that's... That's the thing that, you know, you when you have the mindset, I just think it's a powerful thing when you want to do things because you don't want to let somebody down or you're really doing it from a selfless uh, perspective. 
Um, that's the way you want to be able to live your life. And I think the people that live their lives, whether it's for their kids, for their friends, their family, their coworkers, you know, those are the people that just seem to have it figured out. Um, and, uh, and that's, you know, one of those life goals that you talk about. That's right. Well, I think that's what makes you a good coach too. Listen, good luck. Hey, this week appreciate you, that. Thank you very much. And be sure to watch the video version of Game Time with Coach McVeigh Saturday nights at 1145 Pacific on ABC7 Los Angeles and on our streaming channel.